How did you um, get into financial consulting? The Department of Labor statistics indicate it's one of the fastest growing professions. Okay. I like the balance of it. Plus, my dad was an accountant. You know, he had the whole shtick. The, like, dorky pocket protector and... I have a pocket protector. What's your last name? Rubenfeld. All right, so you may not need an account. All right, welcome back to Not Another Accounting Podcast. Episode... Uh, what number? Hey, seven, hey, seven, episode A. Episode A, correct. Thanks, Jesse. I'm your host, Thompson Hetner. A here. for accruer. A for accruer. True. This is the accruer episode. Every episode is the accruer episode. Next episode will be episode C. Then we'll have another episode <laughs> C. Uh, all right. So uh, I'm your host, Thompson Hetner. This is not and in the second episode podcast. C. We have to talk about the importance of unique identifiers and accounting systems. Yeah, I think by episode C, I might be able to get through the intro without stumbling through it. So tune in for that. But episode C or episode C? I think we're going to release both at the same time. Okay, okay. And put put an Easter egg in one of them. Okay. First person to listen to it. Watch both. You have to watch both, but whoever guesses right. Cool. Um, Actually, there's going to be two episode R's too, now that I think about it. Why are there two episode R's? Because there's two R's in a crewer. Oh, I, I'm not even paying attention. I thought we were just doing the alphabet in a random order. No, that's why I'm saying episode C. We're going to do episode A today, then episode C. This is how you podcast, Then episode folks. C. Yeah. Then episode R, then U, then E, then an R. Yep. This I'm saying topic the... is explaining the alphabet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's discontents. Um. I don't know if we even need to introduce ourselves anymore because I think everyone probably just shut off the episode. But yeah. for those that are still listening. Takes the pressure off. Takes the pressure off. Uh, I think I already said my name, but I'm your host, Tom. This is not another accounting podcast, Nat for short, because it's the only accounting podcast that won't put you right to sleep. Joined as always with Jesse Rubenfeld, my boss. I almost said Rubenfeld first. We're really off to the, off to the races with this one. Um, Jesse, how are you doing? Thank you, Tom. You're fired. Oh, fuck. I got some good topics for you today. All right, let's hear it. All right. Well, the, the topic that everyone's really going to want to tune in for is accounting versus accounting practice automation. We talk about this all the time. It's so important to understand what you're paying for when you're paying someone to automate something or when you're seeing these buzzwords fly around. But before that, I have a, a segment called The News Today, Jesse. Um, and then we're also going to talk about, would you rather teach an accountant to code or an engineer accounting? So those are going to be our three topics today. Um, All right. But the news today, we're going to kick that off. Is yeah, I segment. did not read the news this morning, so this is going to save me time. Well, that's good. So the news today, it's a little bit of a double entendre um, because the way that people consume the news today is just reading headlines. No one actually reads anything anymore. They just see something and react to it in a very visceral way normally just to get mad at stuff. So I'm just going to read a couple of headlines and we'll, I didn't read, I didn't really read the articles, but we'll just react to them. Okay. Um, it's also, you know, another play on the news today because I don't actually think these stories are from today. I think they're just like something that I saw today, but oh, people do that. Okay. Now. Everyone just like sees a story and is like, I'm going to repost this and get mad about it, even though it happened a year ago. So we're just going to go ahead with the news today. 
and we'll see how it okay. goes. All right. Let's see. How, um, yeah. Okay, this this first one really, and this is accounting news. Everything's accounting related. All right. So this first one really made me laugh. Um, not to get political, but uh, it says Trump accountant testifies that he didn't get enough info. That was that was the headline. Um, no shit. What buddy. accountant? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, what I mean, accountant what, ever got enough what, info? What account? Yeah. Let he who has not accepted a half baked answer from a client and just pushed it through, cast the first stone. That's, you know, like, I'm so excited to hear if they didn't fulfill my PVC request on time is a valid defense. Or or like, the... yeah, I just, I filed the tax return with uncategorized expense as a line item. I just, yeah, if I, it was a few million dollars, but I didn't get the answer. So I didn't that's get how enough I info. It. I mean, that's such a, that's such a hilarious answer. Cause I, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't get it. Like, that's literally like what an intern does when you or hiring them to do like audit for the first time. I don't know. I just copied last year. I didn't, I didn't have any other info. That's right. Precedent. Uh, it's all based on precedent. All right. Here's one for you. Can compliance survive with so many saying that the future of accounting is in advisory services? Experts weigh in on whether there will be room for more traditional services. What do you think about that? Hmm. Compliance. What is compliance? Audit? I think, yeah, like like audit work, yeah, audit work and you know tax work and stuff like that. You know, okay. I, I think it, there's always going to be more. There's always going to be compliance work. Like what, yeah. in what world would there not be more compliance work? Like you're gonna yeah. like I'm stock so, audits. Yeah, how are you? I'm so curious how they're gonna be able to say, oh yeah, when I told AI to do something, it did it correctly. It did it in align with my expectations. There's gonna be so you're much. Such a, you're such work. a hater of AI, Tom. I hope it doesn't turn out to take your job or my job because, wow, yeah, I do. I agree. It's good. It's bad at lots of stuff. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna shove AI in a locker. <laughs> I'm so sick. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. It's like, whatever. I'm not we need to get we need to get AI in our product somehow. Yeah, we'll have it write really shitty emails for us, and then we'll, that'll, that'll be a good product. Uh, all right, here's the next one. Top cities to be an accountant. This list blew my mind. Okay. What? Give me, give me your. Wait, so we went past the headlines on this one. We went into the TLDR. No, the headline was just top cities to be an accountant. Oh, That's okay. the whole headline. Okay, just but I actually discuss. opened it up because I needed to see. I needed to see this list. Okay, top three. Give me, give me. I have the top ten in front of me. What do you think your top? What do you think top three are? Houston, Dallas, and Austin. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. It's 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 Austin, Dallas, Houston. No Texas even on the list. Oh, oh that's that's not that's no not New York's not on the list either. All right, I'm all ears. Salt Lake City? Salt Lake City, number one. What? Good call. Yeah, Salt Lake City, number one. Huh. What's, okay. I have no idea. I have yeah. no idea. All right, number two, Miami. <laughs> okay. There's no way that there's, everyone in Miami is a TikToker. There's no way that people are doing <laughs> accounting in Miami anymore. Number three, right. Tucson. Arizona, okay. That's in Arizona. All right, I'll, I'll rattle off the rest because they were Little Rock, Arkansas, okay, maybe. Tulsa. Mobile, Alabama. No. Here's the next the next one is Portland. Maine. Honolulu. Honolulu is number six. Who moves to Hawaii and becomes an accountant? I don't know, but I can kind of understand that. If you're an accountant and you, you want to be an accountant in a place, fair. Where would you like to be an accountant? That's fair. That's fair. I don't 
Chicago. Sure. Springfield, Vancouver, Denver, Albuquerque, oh, US and Oklahoma City. City. Um, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't check if the list was biased. Who was L.A. National? No list. California cities. No California cities. Okay. Doesn't make any sense. We should have stuck with the headline. Town. It's obviously Dallas, Houston, Austin. I'm sticking I, with that. New York not being on there is absurd. Yeah, I agree. Or any of like the major metropolitan areas. I mean, Miami, I, New York. All jokes is that I get, I get the Miami bees. I do get the Miami bees. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of tech startups are moving down there, and a lot of business. Yeah, moving down agreed. There. We have some clients there. Yeah. All right. Well, that was the news today. What do you think about that segment? I feel enlightened. I'm Good. moving to Honolulu. You're gonna? Oh, cool. Can I come? I mean, we're accountants. Do you want to share? That's a bunk clearly. Are you, are you yeah. top? Are you, are you top want, bunk? I was going to say, I'm a bottom bunk guy. I'm a bottom bunk guy. I'll be on bottom. <clears throat> Hope that's cool. That's fine with me. I'll, I'll climb up there. I could probably okay. just jump and like pull myself off. It'd be a good, good exercise. I feel like I'd fall off and hurt, some, hurt myself. So, All right. Well, let's do, well, let's do our next segment, accounting automation versus the old SmackDown. This is a rivalry as good as Tom versus AI. This is accounting versus accounting practice <laughs> automation. Okay. I will do a mini rant and then you can, because you know I'm going to get worked up over this. Of course, of course. Get worked up. I like it. Everybody says tech enabled. Did you read Catcher in the Rye? No. No? Uh, yeah, I can't believe it, but no. Oh my goodness. Holden Caulfield. Everybody is a phony. I am the Holden Caulfield of accounting automation. Everybody is a phony. Everything is fake. Everybody, yes. oh, tech enabled. When you hear an accounting firm is tech enabled, you need to ask them this question. What are you automating for me and how are you automating it? If they can't answer that question point blank, think again. Seriously, that's a, that's a serious red flag for me, right? And I'm not putting down people that, you know, just like their MO is finding the best piece of tech. That's awesome. If you like knowing what to automate and what good automation looks like is just as important as being able to actually automate it yourself. That totally. is such a valuable skill to be able to say, this is what needs to be solved and this is how I'm going to solve it. Or this is the problem that I want to solve and I'm going to find somebody to solve it for me. That's a really, really valuable skill because I've seen people who are automation experts try to automate processes that have no business being automated and you don't get any bang for your buck. Like you over-engineer something. So I'm going to preface, you know, whatever I'm going to say next with that. But accounting automation is automating actual accounting work, booking journal entries journal automatically, reconciling automat- aut- entries automatically. automatically. Accounting practice automation is useful, but it belongs in its own category automating the steps in the process. Did I get the document from the client? If not, auto, like automatically remind them. Did the person who prepared the work paper submit it for review? Notify me. If I have to give them comments, send it back to accounting practice automation. And there's such an important distinction because you know I've had so many conversations with prospective clients of our accounting group who says, well, how do you compare with this other company? Like, how do you compare with right? Well, they, they have, no, they don't. Like they have a dashboard that's literally just Excel with a different font and wallpaper on top of it to make you think that you're using some proprietary, like that's not, 
That's not going to move the or, needle. Or what about, what about they built their own general ledger and yeah. they have a place to store bank They spent a lot of money rebuilding QuickBooks. No yeah. thanks. What about same thing? Yeah. What about they're not even around anymore. If you're a business and you're trying to work with an accounting firm or scout at an accounting firm, again, just really understand what tech they're using. Who is it benefiting? Right? Like if they're organizing their tasks and they're working more efficiently, how is that translating to you? Yep. How does the automation that's being used benefit the client? If you are a client, you should understand that. You should not get caught up in fancy buzzwords. Like AI? Like, if you're going to keep provoking me about the AI stuff, accounting practice automation loves AI too. Yeah. I hey, mean, give me an engagement letter for this client. It makes sense though. Like the amount yeah. of times I've seen people literally sit there, like, not at our firm, yeah. or just like write an email for like 40 minutes. Sure. Yeah, that's real. If you, but like, don't hire those people in the first place, yeah. right? Like that's, yeah. a, that's a totally different issue. Accounting automation is just such a, you know, it's such an important distinction. I, that's my rant. What do you think? I mean, look, I think accounting automation is really good for professionals that yeah. do a little less work on each client and have mm -hmm. a lot more clients. Yeah. So that deal, it's really important to minimize the interaction that is not value add. That's right. Fair. So I can see where practice automation, if you're doing 500 tax returns in your shop, where, you know, every little, like if the, if the actual tax return work takes five or six hours, yeah, you know, and the engagement letter and the billing and these things take manually yeah. two or three hours, and now it takes minutes, you know, you've meaningfully put a dent in your, so I, I definitely think there's a place for it in what we do. We're helping the people who are doing the books, which is just inherently like there's not a lot of bookkeepers that have 500 or even 100 clients. There's a much greater time spend. So the automation needs to focus on. I'm not saying there can't also be automation helping the yeah. tax return preparer prepare the tax return, but we have a much higher ratio of, of actual work to business sure. dealings. We have a contract, there's automated monthly billing already, mm -hmm. but we do some practice automation. It's just less important. It's less core to our value add. How does it benefit the client? At the end of the day, we spend less time doing their books, which makes their fees lower. That's yeah. how. Accounting automation and accounting practice automation together make you a superpower of a firm. The real challenge or the real risk is foregoing true accounting automation just to have accounting practice automation around that process, right? If you can fully automate accruals as you can with accruer, but instead yeah. you opt for a Schedules. workflow in your accounting practice automation to a little bit, you know, better organize the way you do accruals. How to present the schedule, for example. Exactly. Hey, present and the schedule. Not, Here's a chart. Yeah. Right. Then, then you're embracing tech in like a very half-baked way, right? right? It's like buying a bunch of store, like store ingredients, right? And like frozen ingredients and being like, oh, I cooked a meal, right? Like, it, I don't know. That's actually cooks. a really, that's actually a really shitty analogy. So <laughs>
Wait, you you might have to repeat it now that I know uh, it's shitty. What? How is it like uh, a meal? They can re- they can rewind. No, they can rewind. They can rewind. Okay, okay, they can rewind. <laughs> um, but yeah, you I know, guess. I, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I I I don't want to come off as just like railing against accounting practice automation. I think it's important to understand like why does the admin work exist? Does it exist because it is truly a part of my of my practice, or am I putting a half baked automation process in place? because it feels okay and I can kind of say that I'm doing something a little bit more efficiently instead of just going the extra mile to fully eliminate the process in the first place. That That's really my closing thought on it. Fair enough. Does that mean I can't have any more thoughts or do I get a closing thought too? I think we are just going to go back and forth to who has the last word for the rest of our lives. This might be a never okay. ending episode. Okay, but well, here's my, next, here's my next closing thought. All right. There's something lower stakes about not like choosing to book the journal entries mm-hmm. is taking on a whole bunch of additional challenge. And <clears throat> if it's not the core of what you're doing, then I think it, you know, if it, if it helps you sell your product, I'm thinking here of, you know, payroll platforms, you know, like Gusto or JustWorks that have, yeah. you know, a nod to a QBO integration. Sure. But not really the control that you want. Um, Versus, you know, a company that's building an integration that's going to book entries and update the entries if the fact pattern around those entries changes, right? You're, you've got to deal with validation, yeah. right? Oh, I've got to get the name of the account right. The name is, you've got to, you know, if you screw it up, it's it's much worse. Um, but it's also, we're talking about enormous time savings if you can get it right. And that's what the holy grail is, obviously. Yeah. All right, one more closing. One more closing. <laughs> in closing, in closing. In closing, in closing. Yes. All right, no, I, I, have, I have one more topic for real, and then we'll close. Then we'll close the whole okay. episode after this. Okay, okay. I got really got to work on these transitions. Maybe I can get some accounting practice automation to help me manage each step in the podcast. Yeah. I can't keep it, can't keep it straight. All right, this is a good... I, uh, I still think we need one of those black and white clipboard things that clips between I'm scenes. down with that. I'm down with that. It has, but I want the one that has the digital sign on it, like the digital time, not just one where they write in chalkboard. I think the digital ones are much cooler. We can probably find that. Yeah, we, we can get definitely. a phenomenal branded one. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I had a good but, conversation with someone yesterday who inspired this this topic for me. Um, okay. Isaac Perdomo. Isaac, sorry if I'm if I'm butchering your name here. I think that's probably right. Uh, we had a good not Perdomo. Perdomo, I think it is. Perdomo. Perdomo? Maybe. I'm sure, Maybe. I'm sure it'll comment. Perdomo? Uh, That's all the combinations I can go. There's only three syllables. Perdomo. It is. Yeah. Isaac. Isaac, meet Jesse. He uh, likes to say your name. <laughs> uh, no, but he, we had a good conversation. He's got a growing business. And, you know, we're talking about accounting and engineering, one of our favorite topics. Would you rather train an accountant? to code or would you rather train an engineer how to you know fully understand accounting what do you what's your take i guess since i sort of come from well i don't know i did like I feel we both come from the same background and there's bias <laughs> but i did like to write code as a kid but certainly the first thing i got paid to do was accounting and to make what was my the first job piece of code you wrote as a kid uh there was and a how, there was a how old were you 
there was a programming language called HyperTalk, which was a, there was a there was a framework called HyperCard, which I think was an Apple product. And this is yeah. ni- early nineties, sixth grade for me, or seventh grade. My science fair project was to build a soundboard where nice. you could like click different buttons, and it would make like you know a duck sound oh, or yeah. a bell or. And there, there was coding involved there where you could have buttons and, you know, on mouse over, you could have it highlight and on. So I did have some exposure to it. Um, I started, I started it, coding but... the same time as you, not the same year, but the same age, the same six, <laughs> okay. sixth grade HTML yeah. custom MySpace layouts. Oh, oh, yeah. so I was the, like web, the web wasn't around for me at that point. So, um, you were more aligned that's... than we think on this topic. Yeah. Okay. So you, you, so you were into it. Like you could, you're like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. I can do really cool stuff. Um, it's more like, wait, this isn't that hard. Like it seems yeah. like this mystical thing that you can't ever, oh, yeah. do they do it? What are, how do yeah. the buttons work? And you go, oh, it's yeah. like a couple of letters and like, I can visualize what that code signs. looks like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah, yeah. easy. Um, you know, it's funny. I was I had lunch with a good friend of mine, and he was explaining to me that there's you know there's the millennials, and then there's Gen X, mm-hmm. but then people have sort of identified in in a middle generation called the Zennials, as okay. in the X slash millennials, okay, that grew up in an analog world, but they really kind of hit their prime in a digital world. Like they were in the compute the, the the computing revolution. Yeah, right? I think I'm probably in that thing. I don't think group. so, because I'm no? in that thing, and you're younger than me. I'm I think you grew up having a phone. No, I didn't grow up having a phone. You didn't grow up having a phone. Well, I mean, grow up. What, what does grow up having a phone mean? I mean, like, when you were a teenager, I, I, had, a, I had a brick yeah, I, cell phone in my car. Fair. Like, I had a brick. Yeah. Right? And that was, that was whereas I, I assume you had a cell phone, if not an iPhone, by the time, by high school. Is that a fair... We were just like having this conversation. I had BlackBerry until 10th grade. I got the iPhone 3 in 11th grade. So yeah, I, I okay. had a cell phone. So, but so email, was, email was way a thing by that point. Oh, yeah. Right? Dude, the, web, in... the web was a fixture. You looked like when you were going yeah. out with someone in high school, you were Facebook stalking them before you went out. Is that fair? I wouldn't use the S word, but that's sure. like That's like, the, that's a tough question. Are you still, you know, like, there's no good answer to that question. I'm not. No, I didn't. Oh, you weren't using Facebook? No, I didn't stop. Oh, you see no, I wasn't. Was... Okay. But my point was, yeah. Okay. So maybe you can stake a claim to a little crossover because you had a Blackberry. God help you. No, you're right. When I was in first grade, I was on LimeWire ripping songs. Like, so oh, you're right. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this. It's um, true. Okay. So the point is, everything is amazing to me. Sure. It's just amazing. Like, wow. I was around when like the screens became color instead of black and white. The cathode ray tubes okay. became color and okay. word processing and things that are just like I, d- I did do it the other way. Mm-hmm. You know, dial up modems and, yeah. and like your username on Prodigy looked like a password looks now, right? Okay, and you know it's a str- string of digits and numbers, and that was yeah, your yeah. username that you had to memorize. So, I think that getting into so so for me, my point here is when I start, I, I enjoyed playing with it, and once I realized, all right, I'm doing this accounting stuff, 
I want to do more so I can, you know, make more money, add more value, you know, mm. take more work off my boss's plate, whatever it is. Wow, there's so much opportunity to buy back time here. I guess some of it is also yeah. driven by, wow, I'm spending my time doing this rote work that I can easily imagine automating and yeah. just like poof, tons of time. It's going to take me some time to learn how to do it, but this, this guy over here will teach me Perl or at least point me to where to get started. So from my standpoint, having a job and then learning to code to automate your job is the best. So meaning I, I'd like to see accountants learn to code. A lot of our developers are what I'd call career switchers. Um, yeah. People who did something else and then started to code for fun. Like, oh, wow, I wonder if I can do this better yeah. than I'm doing it. And then, wow, maybe I'll become a developer. Versus when I think, someone who's, yeah. No, I didn't have my go, closing thought yet. I, I'm still closing. I get still closing. Close. Still closing. Wait for it. All right, now I'm done. Close. Close. When I think what I'd rather teach an accountant to code or teach an engineer accounting, it's pretty simple and it boils down to this for me. And I'm going to offend some people, but it's okay. I'm an accountant. I'm allowed to say it. Accounting is boring. And <laughs> engineers Tom, are like, how did you get this job? They already, they already understand the sexy thing of coding and I can do it, right? Like for accountants, for me personally, right? Automation was like an escape. I, I had mastered this subject and I did not want to do it manually anymore. And automation's fun and exciting and sec it's like something you it's can create up late You're wake building. up early you can yeah. do it on the like it, it makes you excited and it's easier to get an accountant excited about automation than it is to get an engineer excited about accounting maybe it's, it's just, just chance it's the cold right? because like like automating is such a is such a powerful function yeah whereas accounting is a narrow proficiency so at some level, if you already have the power of automation, right, which is something that learning to code gives you, yeah, that you can't automate without it, but it gives you really close to the metal access to what you're automating, then choosing like, all right, I could choose all these different things to, to learn and do a deep dive on. Why am I going to choose accounting? Yeah. I'm spitballing here, but yeah. In short. Um, in short, I think we're on the same page. We're in long. Here. In long. In very long. Um I think it's a good topic, though. It's a good conversation. This is a good episode. We talked about the news. We I feel like you're drawing city. it to a close. Does that mean we've exhausted the topic? I feel like I could talk about yeah, it some we... more. Okay, that's fine. I think, I we'll think save we... it for episode C, the second episode uh, save, C. Save, save it for episode C. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. This has been Not Other Accounting Podcast. Tune in again in two weeks. Thanks for listening.